0: Welcome to this episode of the Tourism Geographies podcast. My name is Joseph Chia, I'm one of the editors of the journal Tourism Geographies and one of the producers of episodes in this series of the Tourism Geographies podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, Claudio Milano, Dr. Claudio Milano from the University of Barcelona. Um, And one of the main reasons I've sought to uh, invite Claudio to join us on today's episode is that Claudio has published two papers in the journal in the last couple of years. The first was in 2022. The the, the article is titled Becoming Center, Tourism Placemaking and Production in Two Neighbourhoods in Barcelona. And the second one published earlier this year in volume 25, issue four, 2023, the social construction of touristification, residents' perspectives on mobilities and moorings. So with that said, Let's say hello to Claudio. Hi, Claudio. Hi, Joseph. Good morning. Uh, Thank you
1: for having me here and good morning to all.
0: Thank you, Claudio. Uh, Claudio is coming to us from Barcelona and I'm here in Sydney where it's the opposite time of the day. So just a little bit about Claudio and um, it's important to say this. As well as being a guest on the episode, Claudio and I have been collaborators on a number of initiatives and co-authors on several papers and a couple of books mainly on the uh, on the notion of over tourism uh, stemming back to 2017 and 2018 but since then claudio's research has continued to progress in particular placing emphasis on residents and residents well-being in touristified places claudio's research also spans europe latin america and southern asia where he was recently so with that said claudio tell us a little bit about yourself thank you joseph yeah actually my
1: my research in tourism and in anthropology of tourism, starting in Latin America, started in Latin America, in Brazil, in Northeastern Brazil, where I was um, looking at the, um, what has been called the Atlantic Leap. After the, the financial crisis of 2008, most of the um, capital and tourism capital from the hotel sector from uh, Catalonia, Spain, and, and some other countries in Europe, jump into the market Latin America Latin American market, and there was a big debate on land grabbing and how tourism capitalism the metamorphosis of tourism capitalism after a crisis um, was fixing the capital in northeastern brazil with promotion real estate uh, real estate uh, business and this was one of my my first research and this was in 2010 uh, until 2015 and this was my first approach on uh, on studying and researching the functioning of tourism capitalism and now tourism capitalism works in 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 contemporary times and also during during crisis because that was the uh, the response to the 2008 financial crisis in latin america Mm -hmm. and this was also my first approach with the resident well-being in this case i was working with uh, the indigenous communities in 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 northeast brazil in the state of Piauí and this was also my my phd research and and uh, um i'm cu- currently still in touch uh with uh, institution brazilian institution i'm i'm planning also to go back for a longitudinal research after being there for for several years mm-hmm. yeah well just to to for for to talk about the evolution but then mm-hmm. i i came back to europe in after 2015 and then Um, There was the big overproduction crisis here, you know, what has been called over tourism. Uh, And I start doing my research in urban setting and in southern European cities. I was based in Barcelona, so it was was really easy at some point to work and do research in a a open lab as Barcelona when talking about tourism, uh, touristification processes, and um, urban transformations.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, um, Claudio, that, that's um, now, as a resident of Barcelona, you're more or less living in a living lab for, for, for tourism research, right? And in your paper uh, titled Becoming Centred, Tourism Placemaking and Space Production in Two Neighbourhoods in Barcelona, What you were actually talking about was where you live and the impacts of tourism. Can you reflect a little bit on on that paper and and what your main arguments were? During that research that we
1: start actually in the uh, 2016-17, here in Barcelona we had a a huge debates on uh, over tourism and touristification processes and and we were mainly uh, working on this idea of the geographies of capital and tourism growth uh, mm-hmm. beyond the center we have been used to to research and 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 on tourism bubble no tourist bubble yeah. um, but then of course when when uh, we experienced some crisis and over tourism was a kind of over accumulation crisis in some in some uh, center like barcelona uh, was really interesting to understand how the tourism growth was going beyond the center so in that paper in that research we were we were um, trying to look at how uh, urbanization processes and touristification dynamics were, um, were actually reproducing and mm-hmm. uh, and mm, beyond the center. In this case, mm-hmm. we took into account two neighbors, Pablo Leno uh, with, um, uh, with um, the co-author, uh, Jose Mancilla, um, and uh, myself in um, Villa de Gracia. No, It's one mm-hmm. of, um, two, two districts that were into um, the expansion and those processes and dynamics of enlarging the, the tourism bubble, but also fixing the capital outside the tourism center. that was actually under a big pressure of um, uh, touristification processes. Um, and mainly our our also theoretical framework, and and uh, uh, we have been using a lot, know the Lefebvrean um, uh, theory of the production of space, how we produce tourism space. Sometimes mm-hmm. we used to to um, to announce, and and uh, and uh, we are used to to listen to those rhetoric of well, that place went touristic, no, that city went touristic, uh, but there is a process of production of that tourism mm-hmm. Space. Mm-hmm. so that we were looking um, uh, in that research how the production of the tourism space beyond the center uh, were promoting urban transformation mm-hmm. and of course huge changes in in um, in the living uh, in those living space and in the social reproduction
0: of these two uh, neighborhoods right and of course, Claudio, um, what you're referring to mainly is as, as the as the end result is is over tourism in in a city like Barcelona. Now, the the over tourism discourse reached a peak before the pandemic, and of course, the pandemic put us put a stop to tourism globally, which meant that for a few years there, over tourism wasn't a problem. Some said it would go away. Some said that we would have an opportunity to rethink tourism. Some even said before before COVID that over-tourism was simply a management problem. Some even say that over-tourism is a word that is misused and some, somehow mischaracterizes what is actually happening. How would you describe over-tourism and what you've seen um, and what the causes are to someone who may not be in tune with this, this discussion and, and argumentation? Thanks for the question, Joseph. Uh,
1: Regarding over-tourism, we have had a great debate uh, in tourism studies, but not only tourism scholars were working on this concept and were working on those transformations. Because when we are talking about over-tourism, we are talking about mm, tourism crisis and we are taking back... Marxist theory and mark and Marxian approach, we yes. are taking back the concept and the theory of overproduction and overaccumulation. Yes. Um, so over tourism is another, Overproduction crisis that we have had in our um, uh, late capitalism, and in this case, in this stage, that is the financial capitalism. So we have had other crises like um, uh, monoculture, uh, over overfishing, um, uh, the uh, the real estate crisis in 2008. So over tourism is only another overproduction crisis that we have had in our in our days contemporary days and was a crisis regarding the over dependence and the overreliance reliance um, of our economy on tourism mm-hmm. and of course you over depend and over um, uh, rely on a sector yeah. as we with overfishing, with monoculture, um, with livestock farming, uh, intensive farming, or the, um, uh, the um, real estate bubble, we enter in a state of crisis. Mm-hmm. And over, actually, is is not just um, uh, the perception of residents; is a crisis of the structural dynamic of our economy. So mm-hmm. in cities. Barcelona, where I, where I was doing research, or in other cities in Southern Europe, um, um, the over-tourism crisis has been due also on the way in which we have solved the previous the previous crisis. Mm-hmm. Actually, we know, thanks to David Harvey, how spatial fix strategy works. Um, so, in order to fix crisis, what we do, we fix the capital somewhere, so mm-hmm. plan- Capitalism in 2008 was the way to come out from the um, financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial, crisis. we have used uh, uh, platform capitalism and what has been called collaborative tourism. Actually, mm-hmm. nothing really co- collaborative there uh, to fix the the previous crisis yeah. and this mystification of the daily daily life. Through the platform capitalism and the hands of those up like Uber, um, Airbnb, and so on, brought us to another crisis: the overproduction crisis of overtourism. Yeah. And in this case, what we have seen um, uh, a lack in most of the research on overtourism of the class dynamics and the cl- the rent gap, and 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 um, the structural inequality yes. on the over uh, over tourist destination mm-hmm. actually during a research that we have done with some other european scholars we have uh, we have um, we have seen how in those over over uh, tourist destination the rent gap and the inequalities were much more than other city that were not so touristic mm-hmm. so actually if we if we if we do a serious research uh, methodological rigours on the structural inequality, the class struggle, and the um, labor exploitation in those destinations in which we have uh, um, experienced um, an, an over an, an overpressure, you know, and they have been um, those destinations under the tourism pressure, we will see that there is uh, something related with class struggle, labor labor precarity. Mm-hmm inequality that's been yes. grown more and more um, uh, together with the tourism growth
0: dynamic right. and tourism processes right well you know th- th- those comments are timely because they lead us to your most recent paper in tourism geographies where you talk about the social construction of touristification and you 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 drill down on residents perspectives on this because as you say in that paper uh with francesca and ariadna your co-authors You say that tourism mobilities are not the only drivers of structural change in cities. The advent of temporary residents, digital nomads, international students, short stay expatriates, and creative workers have shaped the way cities have evolved together with tourism mobilities. So you can see that there are multiple, on multiple fronts, transformations are taking place, right? And not just as a result of tourism. Now, in another paper you wrote in the Journal of Sustainable Tourism, you talked about how in response social movements have arisen to try and rectify some of these imbalances that this excess production is is causing. And I wonder if you can, for for those who are listening who might be researchers interested in the idea or or students who want to understand more about how social movements uh, arise and, and, and how they emerge in tourism, I'm wondering if you could say a little bit about your research on the way social movements have responded to the excess production of tourism.
1: Thanks, Joseph, uh, for the question. And actually, it's highly related with those with this uh, overproduction crisis that we have called over tourism in, in, re- in recent times, with the response and resistance of of social movements. But this is something that we have mainly seen in South European country. That's yeah. why those who are researching over tourism from, from different geographical perspective and, and, and probably they could have the the, the fieldwork experience we have had in some city like Lisbon, Mallorca, Barcelona, Marseille, uh, Naples, Florence, where, the response of social movements during the crisis that, that mm-hmm. started in the in the second half of the 2010 decade was really really uh, strong. In in the city of Barcelona was probably um, most evident that the most evident um, example because we have had an assembly a platform called the uh, uh, Assembly for Neighbourhood fighting for tourism degrowth. De, um, and um, in 2015 they they were they were established in the city of barcelona and they open up in a couple of years a a huge debate not just in barcelona but in southern european uh, countries and different cities and actually um, they start and we had here the launch in barcelona of the set network southern european um, facing uh touristification mm-hmm. and this was like um, the first time that we we have seen a specialization of um, social movement in tourism. So what what we could call tourism activism.
0: Mm-hmm. We have
1: had, for example, a great scholar like uh, Maria that in, in Annals of Tourism Research she published in 2000 um, like the first movements against against um, against tourism in different South European uh, countries or Jeremy Bosvine with coping with tourists but this yes. was the time that we 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 had like a, a global network. In this case was a South European network. And um, that's why also the over tourism debate went so in, in mainstream debate. Because um, yeah. we have had a lot of of, of uh, press release and protests in those cities, and actually the the, the demand on and the claim on on tourism growth based on, on asking tourism growth and and and, and claiming to the uh, tourism um, policymakers um, a shift in the in the model of how those cities. And neoliberal cities um, uh, works and have been commodified for tourism purposes. So one of the demand, for example, of those of those movement was based on on reverting the commercial gentrification and the deba- debate we have had of uh, top and rob tourist uh, oriented tourist business. And resident-oriented business. There was the yeah. demand based also on the uh, privatization of public space. We know that public space is an ideology, is yeah. an invention during the 80s and the 90s with the neoliberal turn. Before the 80s, we didn't even use the concept of public space. And yeah. this privatization of public space, of course, was one of the reivindications by. Uh, by those social movements. So I think that during the over tourism crisis um, and um, and this the, the the shift we have had uh, turning location into destination and the European space played a key role on on the on this metamorphosis uh, of tourism of the tourism capitalism and the tourism capital. Um, uh, social movement play a key role to highlight those. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, those vindication claims and yeah. also the social arrest
0: they were experiencing. Right. And it's, it's no surprise, Claudio, that um, the intensity of over-tourism discussion was the case in the Mediterranean countries because the economies there are so intensely dominated by tourism to a large degree in many places. But I also uh, I, I neglected in my introduction of you to say that you um, are a Ramon Cajal research fellow, a very prestigious fellowship uh, that you hold at the Department of Social Anthropology at the University of Barcelona but you also hold the role as the co-deputy chair of the Commission on the Anthropology of Tourism for the International Union of Anthropological and Ethnological Sciences and in many ways what you're doing, your profile as a researcher showcases the, um, the, the connectivity between Pillars of social science, anthropology, geography, and sociology. And I'm wondering whether you could tell me a little bit about your Ramona Cajal uh, uh, project. Okay, what about now?
1: Mm-hmm. After doing research on over tourism, social movements, mm-hmm. uh, the social construction of touristification, and uh, the, the place production, production of space in, 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 in tourist contexts and settings, now the question was how to follow with my research and what's next. Uh, I am really interested right now to how tourism capitalism uh, works. And of course, based on on, um, historical materialism, theoretical framework, my research goes um, in, in line to understand how those crises uh, interact between each other we have seen how um, in the last couple of years we are talking of the concept on the concept of poly crisis edgar moran was the first one in the 98 now adam tools um, used it again in 2020 after after the um, after the covid19 but base also uh, together with um, our other colleagues for example raul bianchi from the um Manchester Metropolitan University. We are working on, um, on on understand how those crises interact and how tourism is a driver of those crises. Actually, we have we have um, we have um, listened so far within tourism and within the tourism economics, crises were an external shock. But actually, we we, we cannot understand crisis as an external shock of of the tourism economics. Tourism is the the driver of those crises because it has been used mainly, uh, as mentioned before, as a solution for the previous crisis. But every time that we use tourism to solve the previous crisis, we are putting the base for the next crisis and the next over um accumulation or overproduction crisis yes. so in this frame and based also on nancy fraser uh, theory on yes. uh, on uh, social um uh, socio-ecological regime of accumulation and mm-hmm. on this concept uh, she's working on a ter- of uh epochal epochal crisis mm-hmm. um, i am now looking on migrant workers and informal economy in, in major destination. I have started uh, last last summer um, an ethnography um, uh, with migrant workers here in Barcelona. The idea is, with other colleagues, extend this work on other uh, on other urban and, and, and tourist acting in in southern European uh, cities and understand how migrant workers and informal economy are part of those invisible. Um, labor force uh, in, in tourism and um, in tourism economics. And we are really here to understand why tourism is part of the first choice of, of migrant workers and formal economy. And on the other hand, uh, what what I have um, uh, what I have uh, experienced during the fieldwork, that there is of course a huge stigmatization of migrant workers, criminalization, and also here in Barcelona now with the, um, uh, with a new um, new mayor, there is this. Hygienization processes of the public space, in which the neoliberal city is shaping more and more in a place of consuming, of course, and uh, with with a huge stigmatization and criminalization of migrant workers and uh-huh. um, and and, and for informal economy. And this is a great example, an emblematic example on how. How the interaction of those crises, the migration crisis together with the urban crisis uh, manifests itself in which those migrant workers finding tourism the first first option within the the realm of of, uh, informal economy, but on the same time, there is a huge criminalization and a kind of of shock of those of those of those crises uh, that overlapping and in, in this sense tourism offer um, a, a great a great opportunity to look uh, at those overlapping crises or what we called in in one of the last uh, um, workshop that we have uh, in, in uh, um, for the EASA in Lisbon last week no a never
0: ending crisis. <laughs> yes, and it, just listening to you, the picture you paint is a is um, not an, is a grim one. It's not a very happy one, right? And 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 it, it, there's so many complexities and layers to the work you're doing. And I'm wondering, Claudio, because as well as all of this work, um, one of the things that listeners don't know is that for the last couple of years, or the last two or three years, you've been recognised as one of the top. 50 to 100 people who are most influential on the discussion in tourism in Spain. And I'm wondering, with all of this critical work that you're doing, trying to unpack the the adverse impacts of tourism, how difficult is it to influence policymakers and the industry in in saying to them, this is what tourism is doing, we need a better way to do tourism. How easy is it to influence and, and inform them of this important work you're doing
1: well um, this is our job actually you know as as academics it's really difficult to to influence policymakers or to work uh, together with social movements and activism but this is what we need to do more and more actually academics we have been in our bubble and and you know theorizing about those social phenomena, and we are really good at it but on the other hand we do have to transfer those knowledge mm-hmm. and, and transfer uh, those um, theorization mm-hmm. to policymakers, to mm-hmm. to uh, social activists, mm-hmm. and uh, grassroots organization. And in this sense, I'm trying to I, I do my best in order to um, keep having those uh, those conversation with policymakers and also with uh, grassroots organization is quite quite difficult. But on on the other hand, we do know that sustainable tourism is an oxymoron. Until we are not going to decarbonize our economy, we cannot talk about any kind of of sustainable mobility. So which is the role, our role as academics, and which is the role of the next future generation of tourism expert and our student in tourism or in geography of tourism, anthropology of tourism. If yeah. we start from this um, uh, idea that sustainable tourism in Oxima, what, what, what is the next? And the next is maximize the positive impact of tourism and minimize the negative effect of tourism and mm-hmm. we we know how to do it i yes. mean with we, we have a we we have a bunch of researchers working on on, on uh how how to work and maximize those impacts we know f- for example, that in in uh, in rural in r- rural context uh, there are a lot of successful example of community based tourism projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, we that also in urban settings cooperatives um, uh, are working. For example, in Spain and in other European country, cooperatives are working. Mm-hmm. In, 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 as, as an alternative within neoliberal capitalism and financial capitalism, cooperative has been a kind of alternative uh, based on the different recipro- reciprocity principles. So we do have some alternatives. Of course, it's really difficult to revert such an extractive industry, such as tourism, to revert um, the, the paradigm of, of, yeah. of extraction and exploitation. Right. But we, we do have some tools to yes. to put in practice some some um, uh, some alternatives yes. and the being being academics is also a, a political a, a political responsibility we have a political responsibility and also to transfer those research um yes. To to a, to a big audience, and yeah. thanks also to what some scientific journals and, and those kind of of of, um, of alternative to to transfer um, uh, to transfer those knowledge as could be podcast program are also helpful in order to spread um, the, a critical lens on yeah. tourism, capitalism, and on our society uh, and complexity of our society.
0: Yes, I imagine your students are probably like mine. When they sit in my class and probably your class, they never holiday the same way again. My students always say that I've ruined holidays for them forever, because now they have to be more considerate and aware of their impact when they're on holidays. So so uh, just a reminder for those listening, um, if you want to know more about Claudio's uh, papers that were published in Tourism Geography, um, the, per- the first paper, The Social Construction of Touristification, Residents' Perspectives on Mobilities and Moorings, was published in 2023. And his second paper, Becoming Center, Tourism, Placemaking and Space Production in Two Neighbourhoods in Barcelona, is also available and was published uh, in an issue in 2022, but came online uh, sometime earlier. But also, don't forget that Claudia also has a number of papers in different journals, in for example, the Journal of Sustainable Tourism in Tourism Planning and Development, so um to find out more about claudio's work um you can type it in his name into google scholar and i'm sure you will see all of that so claudio in closing this this episode and i and i thank you sincerely for taking the time to explain the rather complex under background to all of this and i know a 25-minute podcast doesn't do justice to the to the wider discussion but in your um, travels recently in southern asia when you consider the work that you're doing in 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 Spain and other parts of Europe are we seeing the same issues in the in the global south and are they in a better position to rectify some of the adverse impacts of tourism
1: well, um, as much we we travel abroad and we we are in touch with the, with different society, with different tourism models and and, and hospitality sector, we understand that global answer are based on local um, mm. on local models and yeah. vice versa. No? From what we we in 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 this framework of. Hope, of uh, overlapping crisis and in this framework of of, um, uh, financial capitalism in which um, uh, we are so integrated with the the global scale, but as well also in local scale, of course, we can learn from each other. And Mm -hmm. uh, what the um, over-tourism debate since last decade can can help globally and to understand how to minimize those over production mm-hmm. crises. And mm-hmm. uh, how can we how can we work in this sense of minimize the negative impacts, but mainly to minimize the dependency and the how we rely on one industry, on you know, yeah. one sector. Yeah. So and um, probably in different contexts we we need more more interaction in terms of of uh production of knowledge in terms of of, of um, uh, successful uh best practice and successful practice but also understand how um our system has has failed in in, in some context and yeah. um, so in this sense of course um, um promoting a better interaction between academics, uh, between different traditional um, uh, academic traditions would help to understand from each other uh, yes. and understand from, from, from different pra- practices. Uh, that's why um, we need more platform, we need more uh, events in which we can put together those experiences. Mm-hmm. No? Um, Uh, We know, for example, that in Southeast Asia or in some other um, uh, Asian country or Latin America, um, um, of course, we are looking for for uh, tourism development and for tourism growth and economic growth, because most in most of those countries, you know, they are not. Covered the basic needs. Hyper-industrialized countries with mostly, not always, basic needs covered. Of course, tourism is part of, of um, a, a way to um, over-accumulate. So mm-hmm. in this, it's really important to understand how how we need to revise yeah. this, this tourism growth and, and the economic growth uh, within a world with finite resources. Climate emergency is there, climate and climate change uh, is is part of our daily life. And of course tourism is a driver and as well as a victim as well. Uh, yeah. But more than a victim, we need to see tourism as one of the driver of those changes. Right. So uh, the idea is not demonize tourism that, of course, has brought us um, more tolerance between each other um, uh, to know each other and to understand that, that, that at a global level, we are part of all the uh, one race, that is the human race. But on the other hand, um, structural inequality n- needs to be taken into account. We have never been so unequal as before. We have a huge concentration of capital in our society that we need to take into account. We need to revert, and um, academia, um, activism, uh, and policymakers um, need to work together in order to promote social justice and global justice in those unequal uh, unequal contexts and society uh, where tourism can provoke more inequality uh, than before. Yes.
0: Well, on that note, that's a, that's a perfect um, uh, note to end on, uh, Claudio. We look forward to the work that's coming. For some of those who, who read Spanish, you might be interested in a book that Claudio published with Jose, Jose, Jose Mancia in 2019. My Spanish is very bad, but I'll give it a go here. Tridad de Vacaciones, published in 2019. Uh, so have a look at that. So, Claudio, with that said, do you have any final quick remarks for tourism researchers who are listening to the podcast today?
1: Let's say in, in, in Spanish, vamos arriba, tourism geography. I, I wish all the best to tourism geography uh, podcast, to tourism geography journals. We do need those kind of platforms. We do need those kind of journals that put together great research and and, and to spread voice on those critical voices and critical analysis on on tourism thank you so much joseph for inviting me thank you so much yes, for thank you,
0: claudio uh thank you for joining us and thank you to all of those who are listening on this uh, episode of the tourism geographies podcast join us next week when we'll bring you another podcast in the tourism geographies podcast series bye for now bye claudio bye thank you so much thank you for joining us on today's episode of the tourism geographies podcast we look forward to bringing you more next week. Please join us then.